Well, I have a question for all of you. When we're practicing loving kindness, does it is it hard for you to do? Is it hard for anybody to practice? When we do it in the meditation, for example, is loving is the loving kindness part ever hard? Is it ever difficult? Is that a yes or a no? Yes. Yeah, Judy. It's getting easier. At the beginning again, it was at the beginning for me it was easy. When I first started it was easy to love myself and then my family around me and then when you were like extended out a little further to those people that might be on my list or mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, no. And so that was really cool. Um, now that is easier and what is harder is to really extend it to myself. So it's kind of twisting around. Yeah. Kind of depends on how my day week has gone or something. It's interesting. Yeah, that's good. You're looking at it. It is kind of, go. it goes out and then it's coming back. That's good. Anybody else? What is it? Uh-huh. It goes in and out of feeling realish, like authentic, and you have to mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And when it feels contrived, what? How does that feel? Yeah, yeah, that's a good, really good point. Did what some some other people said they had that same? What did? What about you? Um, not necessarily that it's like difficult like here to do it, but it's just how. Yeah. Actually, hard to step back and bring yourself in that practice. Is it the same towards other people too? Does it no, get? No, it's always easy. Okay. But uh, myself can definitely be like difficult, like just when I'm in the moment. Uh, yeah. My day, rather than just coming here and setting aside the time to do it. Yeah. You feel good about yourself when you're here. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to do. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a good point. You were going to say something about the not feeling authentic. Oh, um, I mean, I, I felt that at times too, where I'm like, I don't know, if, you know, what I'm saying in my head is really what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, the difficult part for me sometimes is when you are talking with a difficult person, and like, it's a really good feeling to let go of anger towards a person, but sometimes it takes like some will, and sometimes it's hard to muster up the energy for that. Um, because it's like your ego is cracking at times. And like um, during the year ceremony, I think it was the cleansing, someone talked about like a, like a ceramic pot with a light inside of the pot is your ego and the light inside is like, you know, your, your like, nature. And it's like someone's taking a chisel and like cracking the pot on the outside. And that moment, you feel it crack and like release. And it can be like a very emotional moment. Mm-hmm. Scary and emotional in a good way, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I know that, like, when it comes to, like, 
people who are difficult in my life, before I began practicing, if I ever did lose my temper with them, it was difficult to like stop losing the temper and like put a hold on it. Yeah. Um, but like now, after practicing for some time, I find it actually more difficult to like stay angry. Like it's almost like yeah, that's not, a good point. I don't see the point in like going through and being like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's good. That's that. Did everybody hear what he said? That that's it. It gets harder now to stay angry with someone. Like you have to really. It takes more energy to keep up that anger. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. I see that a lot in my own practice. Hmm. Winding down from the normal, you know, sure, it's walking that's in my head, and I forget to do the uh, one where I kind of said, Well, I want to wait, work for another down for meditation. There aren't all right. Sometimes, sometimes I wonder if, um, if it were reversed, where we did more of the, uh, you know, focus, like one, and then did the metal one after we were still uh, the communication. At home, that's kind of the order that I do it. It's a strong monkey, right? <laughs> that question comes up a lot, like which is for, which should you do first? And we always do it here because it's what we're we're supposed to do is to do meta first. And what and the, the reason is a logical one. It calms our minds down and it works with anger. So then you move into the meditation, the next part of the meditation, and our mind should be more, they should be ready, right? They're calm, the mind's calmed, the emotions have calmed down. But I know with my group on Elkhorn, we, we flip it a lot, we, we try it different ways. And because some people feel the same way you do, that if it came at the end, it might be more authentic, because you've had the whole, the rest of the meditation to get to that place where you can send metta with more co- conviction, right? And so we, we play around with it. And I think there are advantages to both. I think it's easier here and in meditation. Because I mean, I'm disassociated from them uh, and all the problems I have with them. They were here, and I looked at them, and I could hear their voice. Um, that would be a different situation. But uh, after the beginning of the meditation, like some of the other people said, uh, you kind of distance yourself from them, and then it's easier to send them loving kindness when you reach that second level of meditation. I think, and, and doing it here um, makes it easier for you. Yeah, that's those are good points. I, I like the one about not being authentic too. Or was authentic the word you used, or it seems contrived? And I think I think sometimes some things that we do, like some of the chanting, it will feel contrived at first because we're not used to it. But it's the metta practice, I think sometimes the words we say, it's good for us to really get that in our brain somewhere. Because then suddenly you'll be 
you'll be away from, you know, you'll be somewhere in your daily life and something happens and they, they'll just come up automatically because your body's kind of signaled your brain, like before you lose your temper, you better start the metta practice. So sometimes that being contrived is, it will feel that way for a while, but it's also a good way for us to get it, really get it in our, in our brain so it's there for us. Uh-huh. You're a difficult person? Yeah, and and like you said, it was it go. You can't keep. You can't hold that anger that long. Uh huh. I don't know if this is correct or not, but sometimes if I'm feeling that an authentic feeling, or it's difficult to focus on what the focus is, I'll switch my attention to just examining that feeling itself. Like, what does it feel like to feel this as an authentic? And then after spending a little bit of time with that, try to go back to. That's I like that. That's good. Just feel why what's what is feel what feels contrived, what feels non-authentic, and just be okay with whatever comes up. Um, one reason I'm asking you that is I've met with someone recently, recent days, and they they were they have a real difficult person in their life, and it's a real it's real someone very close to them, and it's a very painful situation. But I made the suggestion that every morning you practice metta towards yourself and then immediately to that person. And while the person could see the value of it, that person said, it's, it, I, really, I don't know if I really want that difficult person to have those good feelings. Like I want, I want them to be miserable so things kind of go bad in their life and they see how much they've hurt me. And uh, so we had to, I had to kind of pound that into her. So I had to keep saying, no, that's what you have to do. You, that's just your homework, you know, you have to do that. But what we, what we have to really know about metta is we're, we're, First of all, it doesn't really matter what happens to that other person, right? Because we're working, we're working to get our own head straightened out. We're working to purify our own thinking and the way we, the way we look at everything. So if you don't, if you're not able to send metta to someone, well, you're, it's, there's not a void there. There's some connection, right? If you, if you come up with a difficult person. So you're making a choice if you just absolutely can't send metta, which is goodwill, and when you can think of it like, I know that I want happiness and peace in my life. So I know that's what other people want too. 
at this human level, we want happiness, we want peace, we want, you know, we want to be well, although we can't control that all the time, but we want, we want to be, uh, truly happy and we want to, we want to experience peace. If I know that about myself, I have to be willing to accept the fact that that's what my difficult person wants to. And they are, they are a human being just like me. So if I, if I don't, if I can't send them that metta just to be well, to be happy, to be peaceful, then what we're going to be left with instead is this big old horrible, like a rope attaching us, something really dark and negative. And because we can't, we can't just say, well, I just won't send anything. So it's not neutral. Because if we can't send metta, then we're, we're really left with a cord attached to that other person that's negative. So it's, it's much more, it becomes a weight around our necks. You know, it becomes the thing that drags us down. So it's to our benefit to let go. You know, to wish that person well. I may, you know, you may say, even in your metta practice, I may never be able to see you again because we, until, until something changes in the relationship. And I'm not going to close that door. You know, don't close the door to your heart. But you may have to be very, uh, you know, even in your metta practice, like I send, I send love and kindness to my difficult person even if this is a person that I cannot have a relationship with now, and then and mean it. And then you can start letting go of that dark, negative connection, because that can stay with you forever. And we've all met people who, for years and years and years, after a bad relationship or a bad boss or a bad, you know, a bad whatever, uh, anybody, any any relationship that's been really difficult. We know people who never let that go. So, you know, they might as well be, they might as well still be living with that person because they still uh, think about them all the time and they still, you know, if only, if only, you know, if I'd had a different mother, everything would have been different. Or if my parents hadn't been so stingy, maybe, maybe we could have, you know, you know, we hear people say things like that. Um, so they haven't let go. And the only way you can let go is really through metta. It's really the only way to really be clean, to, to, be, to be that kind of uh, totally mindful, totally open-hearted uh, sharing of metta. You're sharing, I know I want this, and I know that person would want wants it too. No matter how mean and evil and despicable that person is, we know they want to be happy, and we know that we know that they want to be peaceful. And they may just be way out somewhere where they can't be there right now. And so, if we if we can't send metta to them, we're stuck. We're stuck with a. Uh, with a, with a bad relationship that we're dragging around like our albatross. So it's uh, really important. And I, and I know it's so, it is good to have a quiet meditation period to send metta because some people are so difficult or some, some, some things are so charged 
if you're in your day-to-day life, it's hard to it's hard to actually like go to work and be with somebody that you just you know you don't like at all. I mean, I I my favorite person was a person I didn't even know him and I didn't like him. <laughs> he just he just had a heavy walk and he was looked like he needed to take a nap all the time and. And I just didn't like him until I started practicing metta practice, and I thought, okay, who can I pick at work to practice with? And I and I picked that person, and darn it, within a couple of days, I couldn't help but like him, because I stuck around a little bit in the mail room when he was there, because I thought, well, he's my difficult person. I'll I'll kind of interact with him maybe. And he was this kind man, and he was he was probably tired because he helped foster kids and did all this volunteer work. And he was uh, he 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 was really he was funny. And then I never felt the same way about him again. And I used because nobody else liked him very much, so I had just picked that up by osmosis. And I thought, yeah, I don't like looking at the way he walks down the hall. But it worked so quickly, it was almost like a slap in my face. Like, you see how easily you form that? I had formed that negative view of him. And uh, if I hadn't had metta practice needing to find, you know, difficult people to practice with, it wouldn't have even occurred to me to, you know, think about him in my life. But we have we have all the range from, like, the harmless person who's our difficult person. It's really, that was me who was the difficult person in that one. And that's why sometimes I'll say, your difficult person may be yourself or or one of your loved ones. You know, you don't have to pick from somebody outside those two categories usually. But um, it's really profound practice because we do have things that we just can't let go of sometimes. And so Metta is a good way to practice letting go of that attachment because our aversion is like a, an attachment. So if we have, if, if, we, if we're hanging on to that, those things that, that have hurt us and that we, we've been, you know, badly done to, we're hanging on to those just like that was, you know, the best piece of chocolate candy in the world. And, it, and so that attachment is the same, whether it's from negativity or whether it's from desire and, uh, you know, lust or uh, attraction. And it's, it's, a, it's simple and it seems uh, it, a lot of times like it doesn't, we're not, what are we doing this for? But it's very important to think and get it. So we're always thinking that if, if something would bring me happiness, something really essential and basic. I know it could bring anybody happy happiness because we're all human beings. We're all, you know, we're all in the same experience. Did you want to say something about metta? <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's taking notes. He's probably got a list of all. <laughs> so... Um, when I am talking to people, sometimes that's the hardest thing for people to let go of, is just they, they don't know how to deal with, uh, they don't, they don't, I guess it's that they just cannot bear, they just don't feel like they're ready to send metta to someone that they're still 
actively being harmed by. So we need to separate out. Metta practice doesn't mean you're going to go back into a relationship with that person. You know, we all need to have boundaries and we know who toxic people are and we know there can be times when we shouldn't even practice metta yet if it's somebody who has traumatized us or, you know, done something where we're still trying to just deal with uh, just the trauma of it. So don't put them don't put them in your list to do your metta practice to until you're ready for it. But you can, you know, when it's when it's with things that are from the past that we feel like, wait, there's still some stuff that I'm holding on to. Um, it's always good just to think. I'm sending them the basic goodwill that I would ha- love to have sent to me, or that I would love to be generating within myself. And then you can feel pretty sure at some level that person has exactly the same wish. And so. Just try it, but, but you need to keep your boundaries because metta isn't about, it's not even really a forgiveness practice. Although it feels like it is because we're letting go of our hard hearts. But we're not uh, engaging with that other person in that forgiveness process. But we are, it's more like we're, we're, le- we're forgiving ourselves for uh, hanging on to those, those hard, hard feelings, when our lives would be happier and uh, theirs is going to be happier too, which we have to be ready to accept that, you know, just by our not put, our not putting out that kind of negative energy, it's going to, it's going to be, even for people we're not super close to, they can, that, that's there, that's a real thing. So, uh, be careful who you pick to send men to if it's a difficult person. Don't make it too difficult. You can build up to that. But um, work on making it be sincere. So, you know, sometimes if you can't think of a difficult person, just just stay with stump- something else. You don't have to create a difficult person. But I found that that's never a problem to find a difficult person. <laughs> I, there was a short period where I thought, I don't have any more difficult people. And then you know that comes back and hits you right in the face about 15 minutes later. So you'll find a difficult person, don't worry if you, it can just be like the person who walks funny, you know, just somebody who peeves you just a little bit. But uh, metta's a serious practice. And And I like your thought about sometimes it takes the whole meditation to then want to do metta, right? To feel, and that's okay, but we're sort of, we sort of are under instructions from the big boss to do, <laughs> that we do metta first. <laughs> but you can also do, I also have a recording of a 10-day metta retreat that was done in Australia, Bhante Sujato, and so I, I was good friends with a uh, uh, a nun with the same name as mine who was who lives in uh, Belgium, but she was a student of his, so I was able to get uh, this 10-day meditation retreat. That's a lot of days to practice metta, and every day is... So that... Uh, and he he's a big... Bhante Sujato is a big uh, proponent of practicing metta. I don't think any of us have to go to a 10-day retreat. I'm still trying to listen to the whole thing. 
But the talks are great. You know, it extends and it, it, it's, uh, it encompasses such a huge part of our lives. And I think some of the, it is so hard when we're, you know, off the cushion and out in our daily lives. It, it is really hard for us to let go when we feel that we have been wronged. It's hard to be really genuine about sending metta. And I, and I understand that. And I've had people it took me a long time to, to break through to. But um, that's one of the hardest things. That's where people are suffering the most. When the, with people I talk to, the mo- most of the suffering is when there's, you know, how could that person have done that to me? Or how could this have happened? Or how could we be, how could our relationship have gone from this to this? And that's, there's a lot of suffering. So, that's something we need to be watching out for all the time. Even if someone we have, we think we should have the best relationship with, uh, sometimes we have expectations for a relationship or a, a colleague or a boss. You know, they, we can never, we're never going to be guaranteed that our expectations will be met. So we have to be ready when it's anything to do with another person. Uh, so be ready to practice metta towards them. You know, even if you just had a bad day, it might save a lot of marriages if people started metta. Start saying it to your difficult person, your spouse, you know, from the day you get married. <laughs> so you build up some credit. It's like a good karma in the future. <laughs> okay, thank you, everybody.